This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is Dr. Vic, and you're listening to The Mindful Experiment. In this week's episode, I had an amazing time interviewing with an amazing light being, a light worker, kind of call him a brother in my own way because it was just great to connect with him and his energy is uh, energetic and his mindset and his shifts of what he went through in his life. Um, I really had a lot of fun on this episode and I know you're going to find a lot of value in this also. Um, I had the opportunity of interviewing uh, Darius Mills and to give you a little backstory about him. He, in 2016, he was living in his black Toyota Camry with a small dog, Romeo. He lived in that car for about two and a half months. He said it was the darkest moment in his life by far. Talk about the dark, dark night of the soul. During this time, he was visited by an Arcturian ancestor who told him that if I survived this hardship, I would thrive. Two years later, he manifested a job in South Korea. 
The job paid for his airfare, healthcare, pension, severance, rent, and a salary. One year later, he manifests a five-figure move to Vietnam from South Korea. 60 days later, the coronavirus happened, but Vietnam has never had more than 250 active cases. We were in a quarantine only for 23 days. He manifests the perfect move at the perfect time, and he used conjure oils to do. Conjure oils are the potions of manifestation ranging from having the ability to attract love and money to being able to open up unseen doors of opportunities for your business and life to flourish. Fascinating story, fascinating work that he does. Um, he created a method, signature method to ensure the conjure oils creation process is super simple. He calls it the CCC method. And what that really is, is just connect to your ancestors, connect, conjure to your ancestors and create potent conjure oils. In this episode, we were going to dive deep into the three C's. He's going to back up, share more of his story, and we're going to go way deeper. He's going to talk about how to use the oils and how they work in many different ways. And it was just really a great way to just talk with someone, channel with someone, connect with someone, and be able to um, share what he's up to and, and the, what he's doing for the world. So I was very excited to be here with him and be able to share this sacred space. Uh, I know you're going to find a lot of value in this also. Please share some likes for us when you do. And as always, no more thunder taken away from this guy. This is Darius Mills. Darius, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Victor. Oh, it's my pleasure, brother. Uh, I'm excited to have you on. You got a very unique story. I think it's a very transformational and empowering story. And I'm I, and, and the stuff you're up to and everything that you're doing, I'm really excited to uh, share this with the listeners. Spend the next 40, 50 minutes and just see where this where the space takes us. Yes, let's dive in. I'm ready. <laughs> so before we begin, I always love asking this question, and it's something that you know, the mindful experiment, it's, it's where we try to figure things out as we go through life and n nothing's ever really uh, cut and dry, black and white, straightforward. Here it is. Um, how did you get into where you are today? What's your, what was your story and your, your path and how, how did the universe um, kind of like smack you around a little bit to get you where you had to go? Yes, absolutely. So I was raised in the church. My grandmother was the Sunday school teacher of our church. So church was not an option. It was something I was required to do every single Sunday. She had the key to the church. So we were the first ones in, almost the last ones out. And I can recall one day in particular being in church and having this energy of joy just shoot through me, this energy of love shoot through me. But I never liked church itself. But to have this emotional response out of nowhere, honestly, was invigorating. And it let me know a few things. It let me know that there's something greater than myself in this world and that I need to tap into it. Because when I had this, this sensation, the pastor of the church recognized it in me. So that let me know that I could feel it and that others can sense it. So although I knew church was not for me, it did start this journey of meditation and astrology, which led to crystal healing and Reiki and tarot, and then the psychic development coaching. And then, then I started doing candle magic, European witchcraft, shamanism, Solomonic magic, hoodoo, hoodoo, and just really working with spirits. And it kind of just really started this, this um, trail of diving deeper and deeper, deeper into the whole of spirituality and tapping back into my divinity. Because where I am right now, I'm actually in Vietnam. I'm, what I do is I teach people to connect to their ancestors, how to then invoke these spirits and conjure them, and then harness that power they possess to create what's known as a conjure oil, so they can then manifest freely. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yes, it does, definitely. 
and there's a lot going on here. So I'm going to try and pick yeah. some of these pieces here a little yeah. bit because you, you piqued my interest in uh, your, your background is very similar to mine. I was raised in an Italian, Italian Catholic household. Um, church was a weekly thing. We didn't miss, never. If I missed, oh my goodness, it was the end of the world. My grandmother said I was going to be going to uh, uh, Satan, we'd be visiting at my doorstep. And it was yeah. one of those things. Uh, a lot of fear mongering, but Italians are good for that. Um, how did you, what was your journey to separate? You felt that, I, I know exactly what you mean too, because I always felt like there was this deeper power. There was this something, like I would always pray to God and, and, and in the Catholic Church, we would talk about God, but then it was all about Jesus. And I'm like, I get that, but why, why am I more pulled towards God? I don't get this. And it was very confusing for me in the beginning. But what, what like, what was, how did your journey start to look elsewhere? Because um, if you don't mind me asking, what religion was it? It was apostolic Christianity. Um, okay. So it was, yeah. Um, it started because I think it was because I was forced to go to church. And even as a kid, I was never a big fan of being told what to do. But of course, I never like said anything about it. I just did what I needed to do. But I never liked having to do anything. I felt very restricted by the church because I was required to go all the time. So as when I was old enough to say no, I ran from the church. As soon as I could say no, I ran. And it was the best thing ever. But I did feel something was missing because what church did provide was that connection to spirit, to God, as you put it. And I wanted that, but I didn't want church, um, the filter of church to go on it. So I really Googled my life away and I researched everything. I read everything. I YouTube everything. And I just tried everything. I, I was very open minded. I was also raised in the sense that candles and all this stuff, that's witchcraft. And that's evil. Don't do it. But I let that go very quickly. And I, once I dove into it, it just felt so authentic. And it felt like pure bliss. And I'm so happy I had that experience in church because that let me know what to compare everything to. So if something does not feel like that, I don't do it. I basically follow that feeling of joy, that feeling of that love I felt in the church when God kind of came through me. And I just follow the path of that. And that has led me to conjuring spirits and doing all the things I was told not to do. Does that answer your question? I feel like I, I kind of touched on so many different points and so many different things. No, you did. And no, I did. That, that answers the question fully. I appreciate that. Yeah, I know. And it's one of the things where, you know, it's um, you brought up this point of joy, right? And yes. that's something I, I love that concept because a lot of times when I'm talking with people, working with people and, you know, they're always like, I don't know how to figure out to do things. And I'm like, follow your inner joy. Yeah. Um, and was it, did you ever have the old programming come in and kind of hold you back? Like, for example, because I, I, I was 19 years old when I, 18, 19, when I finally said enough's enough, there's something else deeper. I want to see like the truth as much as I can. And I kind of started studying other religions and so forth. And then there was always that moment when I started getting in the spirits and, and, and connected with channeling and, 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 you know, again, it's all witchcraft, right? It's voodoo stuff. That's, that's stuff yeah. you sh that's Satan's work, right? You shouldn't be doing that. And uh, every once in a while, my programming would come back and be like, oh, man, I'm a little nervous. I'm going into the spirit world. I've never been there. I heard there's demons that will get you and all that. Right. This is what I was raised with that programming until I broke through it. Did any of old programming affect you on your journey or was it just a clean cut, dry cut move and then you were just there? It was definitely some old programming, but what happened was I, I found, of all the practices and the modalities that I found, it was the law of attraction that really, really resonated with me. Just the idea of evil not really existing. Instead, what it is, is you kind of attracting certain energies that are your doing. It's, that's what the law of attraction is all about. You being the divine creator, then coming in contact with energies that you are vibrating on the same level at. So once I got into that, I realized there was nothing to be afraid of, ever. There's nothing, nothing to ever be afraid of. 
ago. So what I did after that to kind of make sure the old programming was eradicated, I actually did a YouTube video where I burnt the Bible. I was like 21 years old. It was like my way of just saying F you to the church. And I burnt the Bible and it was great. My family was pissed. Everyone's angry at me, but I needed that. I needed to just kind of say F you to this institution I was raised in to let go of that old programming because it, it was certainly still a thing at that time. But once I got into the law of attraction and I burned the Bible, it kind of just went away, honestly. And from there, I, I've just been super open-minded and super flexible. I love it. And, and I love how you brought up earlier, too, about like, you know, the church, what it provided for you, but the filter, yes. which you didn't enjoy. And that's that, I think that's really big and powerful because that was huge for me, too. Um, I didn't like how it had to be a certain way. And if I asked questions because I was just a curious kid. Um, it was frowned upon or I used to get, I was getting like very frustrated priest at me. And I was always like, I'm just trying to understand the depth of the Bible and, you know, and all this other stuff and uh, very, very fascinating. So um, I appreciate you bringing that up. Now you do a lot of healing modalities um, and, and, and so forth. You, you've done a lot of things. Have you created like your own unique way? Cause I know you do it with oils and stuff like that, but um, is that the, the, the unique method that came out of there? Yeah, so what I've noticed is that I'm not really specific or traditional to any lineage of magic. I'm more results-based. I'm all about the physical manifestation. Sure, I feel good, but am I manifesting something with these feelings or am I just frolicking about? I want to actually have something in the physical. That's a big issue I notice in the spiritual community. People are just so, oh, let's follow divine spirit and stuff. That's great, but what in the physical, how is that assisting in the physical? This is a physical world, so what I've done is I've read everything and I've kind of cherry-picked what brings me joy, right? Following that emotion of joy. So I've cherry-picked what makes the most sense to me and I've created my own modality to manifest. I found that when you connect to your, um, your spiritual lineage and your physical lineage, you are able to gain wisdom of this earth and beyond. You can then harness that wisdom or harness that power and then apply it to what's in oil. So I call this a conjure oil because I'm conjuring spirits, I'm conjuring angels, um, high vibrational energies, deities to gain that power they possess and to put, apply it to an oil. And the oil is so awesome because that oil can be used in so many different ways. It can be applied to your body, applied to candles and anoint those candles, applied to your home and protect your home, applied to your family around you. And when you're able to use these oils, you're able to manifest almost on repeat in a way, because once you have this energy inside of the oil, the oil captures the energy, you can then apply it to a different part of your life to manifest a specific result. And I call this method the CCC method. It's what I taught dozens of my students this method. They've manifested homes, jobs, businesses, love, et cetera, and so forth. And I've actually used this method to, I used to live in South Korea. I'm currently in Vietnam. So I made an oil to open up doors of opportunity. And when I did this, three days later, a friend of mine reached out to me, a friend of mine who I hadn't spoke to in a while. So it was kind of random. And they said, randomly, I should look into moving to Vietnam. Mind you, I had no plans to leave South Korea. I was living my dream country, honestly. But it felt like divine time when they said, that. okay, I'll look into it. Just being very ignorant of Vietnam, I honestly had no idea if they even had Wi-Fi. I was just not very knowledgeable about the country. Did my research, loved what I researched. Three days after that conversation, I moved. 60 days later, um, COVID happened. And South Korea was a major place that happened. And where I was living was the major place that COVID happened in South Korea. 
So I manifested the perfect move at the perfect time because in Vietnam, there has been zero deaths from COVID. There have never been more than 300 active cases of COVID. And I live a very normal life here. I went to the gym today. My family's at home in Florida. They're, they're going through it, but not here. I'm living like the perfect life. I never felt the effects of COVID because of these conjugal oils. So using this CCC method has opened up doors of opportunities. And I've been able to pass this on to my students and teaching this method as well. I love it. And before we'll get into the CCC method for all the listeners here in just a bit, but um, you brought up COVID and, and I've been, uh, I actually stopped interviewing for a little bit on my podcast because I it, just with everything going on, I was like, I really felt an urge, like inner joy. This I always let intuition guide me. And I always talk about letting your emotions lead the way in a certain way. Um, but, you know, that's something that has been coming up. And I always love asking this question uh, when I was interviewing when it all was starting in the United States. Um, why do you think COVID is here? I'm just asking in your opinion from a spiritual perspective. Love that question. I love it. So I believe that we are co-creators on this earth. We, we co-created this experience. If you think of the spiritual community compared to the rest of the world, we are a small minority. I would say 3% of the population is spiritual. So 97% of people are just manifesting by default, negative thoughts, watching the news, chaos in the world, Trump this, I hate them that. Um, so everyone's constantly breathing and feeding into this negativity. And as a result, I believe that we manifested COVID like we do all things. I truly believe that COVID is a vibrational match for 2020 and what people were expecting, honestly. Honestly, it's the it's perfect answer to everyone's questions, exactly what people were wanting. And those who are having a rough time during COVID were probably having a rough time before COVID. And those who are thriving right now were actually thriving before. So you'll see that um, regardless of what's occurring in the world, the, the vibration and what you attract in your vibrational standpoint doesn't really change. Because if you're vibrating high, you're going to get um, high manifestations, high vibrational manifestations. If you're vibrating low, same result. So I believe it was our own doing, honestly. And I don't say this to make anyone feel like um, disempowered or restricted with their own power, but I, it's quite the opposite. If we could create such a event in the world, a pandemic, what about all the great things we can create on, day, on a day-to-day basis when you tap into your divinity? So I, I want, I say these things to say that we are divine, we are powerful, and when you stand in that power, so much more power can be amassed and created as a result. I couldn't agree with you more there. And that's, you know, the human collective consciousness. Uh, I wrote a first a book, my first book, I talked a lot about how we as the world program and, you know, create our own physical reality as humans, as a collective. And uh, it's been a, it's been interesting and, and, and it's been interesting times. Um, you know, I think we've been waiting for a shift and I think our value systems have been so at least in America, because I don't know how it is in Vietnam, but I know in America, our value systems are not, you know, we're always on the go. We're very yang society. We're always go, 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 do, do, do. We're never returning back home to our inner self. And I think that massive discord, but then we were always wanting to seek the peace, you know, and sometimes, and all of a sudden, here you go, shut down the economy. Nobody's working or some people, but most people, some people aren't working. And now there's nothing to do except be with your family, right? And, and, and spend time with yourself. And it's been a kind of an eye-awakening experience for a lot of people that I've been communicating with and so forth. And it's, uh, it's interesting, but I totally agree with you. Um, and for all the listeners, we as a society, as, as, as a culture, as a human collectiveness overall, we, as you said, we, we attract that into our reality for X, Y, Z. Um, still trying to pick the pieces on all this, though. 
Yeah, totally. I think my <laughs> advice for everyone is to meditate, honestly, be happy, be joyful. The vibration of joy and the vibration of disease are two separate vibra vibrations. So if you're feeling good, you're, you're fine. Don't worry. I agree 100% there. One of the things is uh, like Dr. Bruce Lipton came out and I don't know if you know his work or not, but um, very phenomenal guy. He's, he's, he's a cellular biologist, but he's also gone into the, he's, he's connected the human body with the spiritual world and tied the two together. It's fascinating how he did that. But long story short, he, um, he was talking about fear, right? And I want to ask your opinion about fear. Um, when people get stuck in fear, uh, how is that going to interfere with their life? How is that going to interfere with their dreams? How is that going to, is that going to, um, is that going to shut down any positive movement to manifest things into their physical reality? It won't shut it down because when you have a thought, that thought will ever, will always be in existence. That's just what, how energy works. So you can always tap back into the joy, into the happiness. However, it will stall it. And depending on how long you stay in a place of fear, it depends on how long you'll be stalled for. So if you are in a state of fear, I suggest simple things you can do. Open the windows. A lot of times we are in our homes and this fear, these energy thought forms are kind of staying in the same place, staying in, in our home and they're kind of trapped in. So what you want to do, open the window, sage the place out, bring in more plants, bring in more nature because nature radiates joy naturally. So fear is a necessary emotion because contrast kind of push, pushes us into desire and to wanting to create in a place of joy. However, it's not a place you want to stay or a place you want to be in consistently. So can it block you? Yes, temporarily, but not forever. Certainly not forever. Because the thing is, once you go to sleep, wake up the next day, it's kind of like a reset. And you at that point are choosing whether tapping back into that fear or back into desiring those dreams and making those manifestations happen. So um, call crazy, but lighten up. That's my, I just lighten up. Nothing in this world is too serious, in my opinion. Nothing in this world is going on that is really fear-inducing if you are just reaching back into your divinity by, by meditating and doing some deep breathing is, and just lighting up about life, honestly. I love it. No, I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's uh, my message to my patients all this week is go outside this weekend and do something yes. fun. Just get outside and do something fun and just make it fun. Be a kid. Do just, just yes. change your vibe a little bit. No, I love that. So I, I want to dive in deep here. Um, I want to know about the CCC method. Let, let, let's dive in. Um, I'll let you start wherever you want to begin with. This one. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> you can talk about how you developed it or just get right into yeah. the nuts and bolts of it all. I, it's, I'm leaving that all up to you. Okay, so the first C is to connect to your ancestors. So let's first define who those are. Most people immediately think of deceased grandparents or our physical lineage, and those are certainly types of ancestry. However, to, to just say ancestry is just that and only that is very restrictive and limited. So I always teach to expand that mindset and to be aware of the angels, of the intergalactics, the deities, the higher selves, the gods, the goddesses, the saints, the, those spirits who are with you. And sometimes we're often drawn to ancient cultures, each ancient Egypt or the Victorian era, these time periods that we're so drawn to is because you have high vibrational energies who are living during that time who is wanting to assist you now. In today's world, people think of magic as, um, as this freaky deaky thing. And what happens is you kind of limit yourself, restrict yourself to what is in the physical. As a result, your magic and your manifestation abilities are limited as well. So the first C is all about opening up your mind 
to all of you, not just the physical you, the divine version of you, the source field version of you. So that's the very, very first C. So I teach my students to connect to, that, to those ancestors, to those spirits by first redefining it, and then I show them how to tap into it, okay? So once you do that, and you're, you're, I teach them to connect to what I call a power ancestor. So um, right now, I, my power ancestor is a shamanic Aboriginal. And I say this because that ancestor that is with you at this point in your life will change depending on your goals. So right now I'm heavy into magic, I'm heavy into creation. So the ancestor who's with me right now, it's going to be a, an assistant to those goals. In 10 years, it can change. It can change tomorrow, depending on what I do with my life. So I teach my students to first um, connect to their power ancestors so they can then welcome in that energy and have that, that energy guide them. And once you have the connection to the ancestry, the second C is to conjure these, an these ancestors. So conjure is like in invoking spirits or invoking or harnessing their power. We are not bringing in a spirit into the physical world. What we're doing instead is bringing in their energy, their essence, and their influence. So my current power ancestor is a shamanic Aboriginal. He specializes in creation, energy work, healing, that sort of thing. So I'll often invoke him with chanting and with blowing of smoke, whether it's tobacco or frankincense is another way you can do as well. I'll bring the energy in. And once I have it in, I can harness it. And what, what am I, when I say harness it, I mean apply it to something. Now, um, the third C is the creation of the conjure oil. So by the time I've harnessed it, I already have an oil prepped and ready to apply this energy to. And this oil, usually there's a carrier oil and three herbs according to what I'm trying to manifest. So what I used to go from South Korea to Vietnam, to Vietnam was called a road opener oil. And that suggests that I'm just opening up doors of opportunity. So what I was doing, I was using herbs that are in accordance with opportunities and doors opening up like mint, clove, things that have like a pack of punch in terms of herbs. And I would then apply that to an oil and conjure over it and harness the ability of this ancestor on that oil. And once you have this energy, because remember, Oil is kind of like water, so it's going to be able to take on energy very well. And, but because it, it's a little thicker than oil, thicker than water, it's going to be able to hold the energy much longer than water will. As a result, you can up, use it and apply it in different ways for longer periods of time. So once you have harnessed the power of these um, spirits or of your power ancestor, you apply it to your oil, you can then rub it on your feet. And that way, wherever you go, the manifestations go with you or apply it to your door or anoint candles with it. But the whole point is to harness the divinity that is with us at this moment and to apply it to an oil that can then be used to manifest freely, divinely, and easily, honestly. I love that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce around with this a little bit because I have a ton of great uh, some great some questions I'd love to ask. But um, with with the oil, is it like a, you're programming it to like because um, it holds the vibration? So are you programming the oil with herbs to hold the like the let's say the you got the carrier oil and that can be a whole variety of things, and then you have the oil itself or the herbs that you're putting in the oil and that is that to hold the vibration up, and then you're doing that, or you're and then you're programming like. Uh, is that because I mean, I'm very, very well aware of programs and, and programming things um, and how things hold energy, uh, not even just like oils, but like things in your house. But, um, but long yeah. story short, um, you, you, can you elaborate a little bit on that? 
Absolutely. I love the word you said, programming. That's the perfect word of what I'm doing. Because when I harness the power, I give it intention and I tell it what to do. And those herbs, everything in the oil, including the herbs and the programming, is for one specific result, one intent. So I'm indeed um, harnessing the energy of these spirits and applying it to the oil in addition to using Reiki and in addition to using light language and um, sound vibrations and chanting and blowing of smoke, whether it's tobacco or white sage or using frankincense to empower that. But yes, Programming is the perfect word. Perfect word. I love that. And when um, I lost my train of thought now for a second, but when it comes to that, so the programming, the oils to put the intention in and can you do so with, with that, just to um, put it together for the listeners, because someone may be listening to you say, listening to us being programming oil, Reiki, how the heck, um, how important <laughs> is the power intention? Because this is route, usually I'll go down the route of intention, um, and then you know, because you talk about light, light, light language and stuff like that. Um, how much is it important to intention play a role in everything? It is the number one focus because everything that I'm doing, Reiki, light language, all this great stuff, is for one single intent. When you have focused energy, it is so much stronger than you having scattered energy. So what people were often doing before I started to teach is they would have one oil with three purposes. It would be for love, money, and business or something. As opposed to having one single intent, which brings momentum so much heavier. Because when you apply these different spiritual modalities, you are in increasing the momentum and when you have one single focus you're amplifying it so much stronger right kind of like a snowball effect if you focus on something for 10 minutes it's so much stronger than you focusing on three things for 10 minutes because just that singular focus is going to bring in the results so much more so intention plays a massive role however i would say something as equal as intention is vibration they're basically the same but with intention um it's more Okay, I want this. Vibration is the, the energy behind the intent, the power of that intent. So it is imperative that you meditate first, you shower, you open your window, you, have, you, you want to feel like joy. You always want to feel a sense of ease before you ever try to intend anything because with intention, you can always do, but the power behind it and the way it manifests depends on your vibration. So the intent is the goal and the vibration is the fuel that's going to push that intent. So the vibration is really as important. You want to make sure your vibration is extremely high. And when things are high vibration, things move quicker, so much faster. The energy of gratitude moves so much quicker than the energy of anger. You want to have that, that gratitude and that vibration very high, and gratitude is a great way to do it. So in the very beginning of my course, what I teach people to do is to raise the vibration intentionally and get used to doing so. Because when you, are, when you rise, your, you raise your vibration, any little thing that takes away from that vibration, it kind of feels like you're hit by a truck. When you, when you have a phenomenal day, you, you're just flying high, then one small thing happens, it's so much noticeable, it's much more noticeable because it's so far from the vibration that you were just experiencing. So intent is important, but also vibration is equally important as well. I love that. Couldn't agree more with that one. Um, how about, so connecting with ancestors, um, you know, I know, I love, how, I love how you brought up, like some people, people always think it's their past relatives are here in the human form. And what about also connecting with your soul family on the other side who may have decided not to join you in this time frame or in this, this, this specific life in, incarnation? And, uh, you know, how can, you know, the, how can people, uh, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Not to connect, well, connect with them in a sense is what I'm looking at. Um, but in the, in the aspect of it, it is, 
how are they, is that also, can they invite them in and uh, to connect in with them on that perspective? Absolutely. And I'm so happy you said that my soul family, because the shamanic Aboriginal, he's like a brother to me in so many past lives. And he decided not to come in this one and said he guided me in this one. So how can you connect with them and commune with them? Um, and the quick, well, first of all, again, raise your vibration. So your soul family exists in so many different forms. And depending on your vibration is how you can interact with them. So if you're feeling like a shitty person, you can only come in contact with search a, a certain portion of that, that family, right? Because you are currently emitting a vibration. And as a result, this is a physical world. So you have to kind of be matched with the same vibration you're putting out. So it, it, it is imperative that you first are in a place of bliss. Honestly, you need to feel like you're flying. The higher the vibration the easier the clarity, the easier the connection. So that's first. After that, meditation is honestly a great way. And what I love to do is part four, seven, eight meditation. Um, often people have sharp focus, and this meditation requires you to count. So you want to breathe in for four seconds, hold it for seven, breathe out for eight, and you're counting while doing this. And it takes 20 seconds per round. Do it for three to five minutes, you will feel like you are flying, honestly. And after that, I have another method I call the BDE method. It's breath, dive into the energy and expect an answer. So what I teach my students to do is to kind of see a white light, a white tube of light coming from the sky, through their head, out of their feet. And once you have this white tube consistently present, dive into it and set the intention to connect to a power ancestor or your soul family, and you will have great success. So before I was making conjure oils, I was actually doing psychic development coaching. So I would take people to the park and for an hour, it's like donation-based, like come to the park, we're gonna do some psychic stuff. And every single time, it would be like a complete beginner, by the end of this hour, I would show them this method. They would feel empowered. I have people who I taught at the park who now have businesses. They're running based off of this three-step method. So again, see this tube of light running through your body. Hold that vibration there for a while, then dive into it. And whoever needs to come to you will come to you in this life. So that's a great way to connect to your soul family. I love it. Yeah, soul family. <clears throat> I got excuse me. I got introduced to that years and years ago, and uh, I was very fascinated by it. And uh, like examples, like people in your life in the physical realm who are like, or you meet somebody, right? And you're very pulled to them. There's just something about them you like about them. You, you damn, and a lot of people I ask them, like, you've been, you know who your soul family is because you met somebody and you really like them. And there's a, like a deep connection. You don't understand why it's there, but it's there. And uh, I'm like, that's usually your souls are communicating and you guys are part of the same family. And so it's, it's, a, it's a cool experience. And then you also connect with archangels and, and all sorts of deities and, you know, all that type of stuff. So it, it, the, the, the sky is the limit, in other words. Or I should say the universe absolutely. is the limit, in other words. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Um, so, you know, when it comes to, let's see, harnessing the energy, we got, we got connecting. We got the oil we talked about, and then harnessing the energy. I, I'm, 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 I love how you're, you're, you're using the same words repeatedly. So I love that part because it's like it's vibration, it's meditation, it's getting your vibe up, it's getting your emotions up. Just as basically that's what you have to do. And um, what are some? You know, I, I know you answered this already a little bit, but just to re, re, reinforce it. Well, how can people get their energy up, or you know, or harness their energy to higher vibes? What's the like the, the easiest way? Easiest way is gratitude. It's also the most annoying way because when you feel bad, you don't want to be appreciative. You don't want to, don't want to like stuff. You want to feel bad again. But it's imperative that you appreciate the small stuff. 
Um, something I also am a big fan of is called the power of three. It's this three-step method of just um, appreci verbal appreciation, writing appreciation, and meditation. Those three things are so impactful because when you are speaking with words, there's a certain degree of focus. And when you're focusing on appreciation, it makes appreciation so much more vibrational and it creates a, a potency with the appreciation. So honestly, being grateful. And I think a great thing to be grateful for is your life. If you can currently listen to what we're saying right now, you are abundant, honestly. You have a computer, you have a phone, you have internet. Those are things that plenty of the people in the world do not have. So verbally express your appreciation of it, honestly. It doesn't need to be something so grand. It needs to be authentic and genuine when you're being appreciative. So to raise your vibration, it's a matter of meditation and appreciation. So appreciation is a more active way to do it. Meditation is more sedentary because when you're meditating, what you're allowing to do is you're allowing your cork to float. It's kind of like you put a cork in the water. If you hold it down, by holding down that cork, that's like anger. That's what that was happening. But when you meditate, you release the cork and it floats back up. Your vibration rises dramatically, automatically, honestly. So meditation is an awesome way. Then to tack on something else, gratitude, being verbally appreciative and writing pages upon pages of things that make you happy. Write a, get a journal at, from Walmart or CVS or whatever. And on the front cover, write, list of positive aspects then every single day write three to five pages of things that are going good in your life something as simple as your car turned turned on today your computer's working this small simple things that are going great for you and that you will notice a drastic difference in a matter of 24 hours if you do it the right way so great just being grateful and meditating are phenomenal ways to raise your vibration i never recommend someone touch a candle or try to conjure anything until your vibration is raised Love that. And why, you know, why is it so hard for many of us to focus on the good, focus on gratitude and things along that nature? Because so much of our media, so much of TV, so much of the small things we consume on a daily basis is so negative. It's all about inputs and outputs, right? If you're consuming bad food, talking to bad people, watching bad things, reading bad things, the outputs are just as bad, right? The manifestations are just as bad. So you have to pivot. I do not watch news. I don't watch TV. And I'm very intentional with the, when someone speaks to me, I'm looking for good things that they're saying. If you're complaining to me, I'm looking for the good in what you're saying. Oh, he has a nice shirt today. Oh, his hair looks nice. I'm, I might be ignoring your words, but I'm looking at the great in those situations. And I, I think it's imperative to do that as well because a lot of times we are so drawn to the negative because we're not happy with the life we're living. As a result, we kind of just dive deeper into not this unhappiness, whether it's a job we hate or a nine to five that isn't working for us or just not being where we want to be in life. We start to um, feel so bad about ourselves and not feel inspired like we once did when we first came on this earth. So I think a lot of it comes to what we're consuming, inputs and outputs, right? Uh, yeah, you're talking to a chiropractor. That's how we talk about input outputs to the brain, you know, okay. same, same concept there. And <clears throat> I like how you bring up gratitude. That's really, I was kind of, I, I had a feeling you were going to go that route and uh, I'm happy you did because it's also a neurological principle. And my background is yeah. in energy medicine, and then, but I also was going through chiropractic school at the same time. And I was very fascinated because I learned all the energy I did. Like I learned over 12, 13 different healing yeah. techniques and studying spiritual laws, universal laws, all these things. And then I was like, okay, how the universe has in one thing and all things, and how can I find the all thing? And it was fascinating because when I started getting into neurology and understanding the brain, then I was like, oh crap, this, there's spiritual laws in neurology. And because like gratitude, right? You can't be in a state of, gra of, of, of anger and gratitude at the same time. You cannot, it's impossible. They're vastly two different parts of the brain. Yeah. 
And the brain can't multitask. As much as people think they can multitask, they're lying to themselves. <laughs> because I can get you to think of a thought. I can say, think of two things, and you're going to go to one, then you're going to go to the other, but you can't go to both. Right. And, and so it's very, very, that's the, the kind of concept with that. But yeah, gratitude is, and I love how you said, write it out, be, write out the pages, get into that. Because in life today, we, we are so caught up in negativity and we get so caught up and wrapped up and the world wants you to be there. I mean, and I shouldn't say the world, it's more the media. Um, I always, I, I, with, especially with COVID going on, I was one of the things I've been telling people on Facebook is like, it, we should defund the media. If we did defund the media yeah. <laughs> in one month, 80% of our life is going to improve with happiness. I agree. <laughs> yes. That's a great idea. Yes. I completely agree. And and I love- just Cause they feed out, they feed. It's like a, I don't even know what animal I'm trying to think of. I have it in my head, but I can't, I can't verbalize it, but it, it's, it's that, that it's just constant. It's like a, it's a leech sucking the energy away from us instead of letting the energy come to us and empower ourselves more. But we choose that at the end of the day too. Exactly. We sure do. Yes. And I'm so happy that you used your, your medical background, your scientific background, because to me, science and spirituality is all one thing. It's the same exact thing. I went to school for molecular biology, so I use a lot of scientific approaches to my magic. I use oils because oil is more of a liquid, which holds energy stronger. It holds energy longer. You know, so I'm using these scientific modalities to um, reinforce the spiritual. Because again, this is a physical world, so we should use all the things because everything is one. Everything is one. The religious people who commune together about the Lord are just like the scientists who have their symposiums and they have their scientific meetings. It's the same thing, the same person, honestly. I couldn't agree with you more there. And it's, it's one of those things, too, that um, I, I, and I appreciate when you bring the science because, you know, you've been in spiritual circles like I have. And sometimes they get way off to other tangents. And I'm like, that's great. You get it. But how do you share that in a logical way with someone? Yes. Right. And, you know, my journey and path, I I remember one of my spiritual teachers when I was going through chiropractic school, she was like, how are you so spiritual when you're in a very logical world? And I was Mm -hmm. like, I I don't know. And I don't know. You probably have had that asked too. And, you know, and I'm going to ask you that question. So how did you be so spiritual when you went through molecular biology where it's like, here's what the body does. And, uh, you know, even as a chiropractor, we're very holistic and vitalistic. We're actually more, we come from energy healing, Um, you know, chiropractic, the way to access the chakras is through the spine. There's a whole plethora of stuff in, in what we do that we can take it very deep into the metaphysical. But it's one of the things though that, you know, again, but when you're in chiropractic school, it's narrow, straight to the book. Here's what it is. That's it. Black and white. How did you, from molecular biology, incorporate it? Was it more like you had the, because I could tell you had the open mind, but was it like open mind and you're looking for the clues that align with the spirituality kind of a thing? It was, the spirituality was the feeling. I know my, how strong I feel about something. So I'm like, okay, can I define the spiritual with science? Can I do that? Can I use the logic to define the spiritual? And I can, honestly. For a lot of the good stuff I'm doing, for example, if you have a candle, candles have fire, fire is, is energy, so much more stronger energy. And because it has wax, wax holds energy, the wax is melting so that as well, it's holding energy as well, but it's a liquid. So I do that. I, what I do is I just make a logic to all of the spirituality. So I'm thinking, okay, an angel, an angel to a human is this divine being of light. By me being aware of that in the mind, I'm kind of opening up the door for the psyche to open up that same neurological trigger of of light of positivity so i'm applying scientific approaches to magic but it's honestly i think at the crux of what i do is more science than magic because if i'm a very logical thinker 
I'm also a major skeptic. So I, I need to believe that this stuff is working using the laws of this physical world. So I just apply logical aspects to um, the spirituality. And I remember reading the Key of Solomon and reading that um, how these um, magicians during this time were using the senses to enhance their magic because it gave a sense of belief. And with belief, the mind kind of um, functions in a different way and that adds to the potency of the magic. So this, this, process, this process of using logic and science to support the spiritual has been done for centuries. So I believe it's all one thing. It's all one thing. I, the problem is scientists have this mindset of what magic is and they refute it. Spiritualists have this, this, this mindset of what science is and they refute it as opposed to seeing both sides, not realizing that they're the same exact people. They're the same exact people. Sorry, there we go. Um, yes, no, I agree. It is. They're the same. They're all one. And it's just, it's unfortunate that, you know, scientists will get so held up in one end and it's like, but it, it, if they can, there, there's, you can put the two worlds together. And I think in today's society, we are so, cause we're in information era. Um, I, and, and so much of, you know, it, it's all centered of the mind and, you know, I have to see, I got to look, I got this. Um, I think it's very powerful when an individual can connect the spiritual with the logical and I and, and I know you're doing that um, then you can really blend the two and actually help them understand the deeper sense from a spiritual side because I'll have patients look at me and they're like and we'll talk about you know sometimes if they're open I'll talk to them about some of these things and energy and vibration and consciousness and all this other stuff and it, it's always fascinating they'll be like yeah but you know doc what you're doing that's way out there like because I I'll check there yeah. I don't something I can check with my mind where I need to go uh, based on a couple of techniques that I use and I don't need to go and try to feel I'll let the body tell me what it needs and I get information and they're like that seems way out there are you sure and I'm like you know something called the water experiment you could just check that out and see how an yeah. intention in that, how it changes the vibrational, vibrational frequency of water. And Literally. go ahead. No, no, I'm just, I'm just like reinforcing what you're saying. I'm getting excited. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So it's, it, it, you're right. I know we're writing each other's energy here. And so it's one of those things where it's, it's like that, you know, that, 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 that concept. So I, I pre appreciate what you do with that and how you tie that all in, especially with the oils and, and all that, because every, when I got into essential oils years and years ago, I, I started understanding the, it wasn't the oil itself. It was the vibrational frequency it brings. Correct. Right. Yes, and, and, exactly. and, and, and the light in the light frequency, all this other stuff. We, this is a whole nother podcast we could dive into on that. Um, but I wanted to, just before we get winding down here, I wanted to, um, you know, real quick, I know you have a course coming up. I wanted to give you a chance just to be able to share a little bit about it. Yes, absolutely. So it is a six week course taught live over zoom. So what we're going to do is walk you through the CCC method because there's so many people who are aware of these conjure oils but have no idea how to make them or how to do them the right way. Um, so what I wanted to do is use my efforts and create this method so people can begin to make these oils, make them the right way, and then as a result, begin to impact those around them and kind of cement a spiritual legacy because there's so many people who are honestly wanting to business and wanting to create these spiritual modalities with these oils but lack the information to make it happen. So this six-week course is for you to connect to your um, ancestry, conjure them and make conjure oil so you can become the go-to spiritual authority in your community. And it's done over Zoom. And because it's done over Zoom, I'm very specific and picky with those 
allow in this course because it is an energy exchange like ever before because we're live and we're interacting with everyone's energy. So there's an application process I put everyone through. So you have to apply to get in. However, once you are able to enroll, you're welcome to the, to the family. There's so many different um, synchronicities that occur. I have so many students who don't know, they know each other, but they do and they won't find out until week three or week four of the course because what happens is someone will get married at the the Marriott and then someone from the same course will be working that day they got married or something something weird like that always happens because of this, the way this course has worked out. So if you are wanting to join the course, um, you can actually go to my Instagram and DM me. So my Instagram is Darius Mills 91, D-A-R-I-U-S-M-I-L-L-S 91. Send me a DM, say you're interested, and I'll kind of vet you out a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm very picky, I will say that. So I want to interact with those who are looking to not just impact themselves, but also impact those around them, because I want to create a domino effect of um, people leveling up and become more spiritually in tune, right? Um, so as I was saying, most people want to make these for business and they want to empower people that way, and that's great. But I feel that if you give a man a fish, he's fed for the day. He's how to fish, he's fed for a lifetime. You can then, um, he can then show his children how to fish and it, it's a more of a domino effect. So that is my purpose on life to shed wealth and the wealth of knowledge and to have people empower that way. I love it. How can people get a hold of you? I know you said Instagram. Is there any other ways people can connect with you? I do have a YouTube. Um, if you were to search Conj Oils, I'll pop up first or just search my name on YouTube as well. But YouTube and Instagram main channels I'm on. I do have a Facebook and I don't really use it. I, I kind of just post whatever I put on Instagram, Facebook. So I'm a lot more interactive on Instagram, but Instagram and um, YouTube are the best methods. For YouTube, I post videos every Tuesday at 12 p.m. EST. Usually very step-by-step -step, um, videos with candle magic and conjuring spirits. It's These videos are not for the faint of and I say that because they're kind of freaky deaky and I like that because that's very much my um, modality. So if you're kind of like a little hesitant with this, maybe YouTube isn't for you, but if you're ready to like conjure spirits and really connect to something divine, then YouTube is perfect because it's a step-by-step -step for beginners. I like to focus on those in the beginning stages. So YouTube and um, Instagram, just search Darius Mills on YouTube or just search Conjure Oils and that'd be the first one to pop up. I love that. Darius, I love your energy, brother. I love everything you're doing. Um, I commend you. Keep up the great work. Um, I was glad to have you on. This was a lot of fun. I hope it was fun for you. Absolutely. Very much fun. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, and uh, look forward to connecting again next time. Absolutely, Victor. Have a good old okay? Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.